You are now listening to the London International Christian Church Podcast. Okay, I'm going to put a timer on because I'm a bit of a talker. Okay. Okay, so uh, good afternoon. My name, for those who've not met me, is Deirdre Morgan. I'm from Coventry. Some of you may know where that is in the Midlands. <laughs> my, parents are, my parents are Irish. My husband is Irish. I'm just telling you a little bit about myself. I'm a nurse and a teacher. And I work as a community nurse in, in uh, central London. I've been a disciple for not as long as Maria, but for 20 years. And uh, with God, it's the best life that you can have. And I definitely relate to what Michelle said. Like, if I wasn't a disciple, I don't know where I'd I'd have ended up, honestly. So it's the only life I want to have is to be with God. And um, I'm very, very honoured that um, he's allowed me to speak to you today. um, Because he's definitely worked in my life, so I definitely feel like he's... He's given me this opportunity. Yeah. So before I give the talk, um, I'd just like to have a little prayer. So if you all bow your heads. Um, Lord Almighty, we just thank you so much uh, for this women's uh, workshop, Father. We just praise you that we have a, an opportunity to really deal with our hearts, to really bring everything before you, Father, to praise you for the miracles of last year and to praise you in advance for the miracles that are going to occur this year, Father. We thank you for your love and your, for your patience. God, help us to have the same for other people, God. I just really pray for the fruit, Lord God, that, you know, my talk is, um, you know, about power, Father, about bearing fruit, Father. And I pray that from this talk that there's at least one woman here that it will help, Father, and uh, her life will be touched, God. And um, as many women as possible today can go on and bear um, fruit for you, Father. We love you, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So the title of my lesson is The Kingdom is Not a Matter of Talk, but of Power. So um, my lesson is in two parts. The first point, the first part is know your strengths. The second part is know your weaknesses. Okay? Because this one's about weaknesses. Uh Right. So, my first point, as I said, know your strength. Please turn to 2 Corinthians 11, mm-hmm. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 22 to 26. Come on, So, it's Paul speaking here to the Corinthian church, and he says, Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they servants of Christ? I'm out of my mind to talk like this. I am more. I have worked much harder, been in prison much more frequently, been flogged more severely, have been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked and it goes on. So we get, we get the message here. Paul had a pretty intense life. And um, I just want to explain why. Because when I read this passage, 
I first of all think, well, you know, if you read the even the titles in this whole chapter, it's talking about mm-hmm. um, boasting in weaknesses and that kind of thing. But he seems to be boasting about himself. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the initial impression I get. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, what I want to put forward, if you don't understand this passage, is a little tidbit for you, a little insight mm-hmm. that um, Paul shared his strengths for a specific purpose. Okay, in this case, just to explain, he's trying to teach the church that even um, even though it's good to be aware of one's strength, it's good to be aware of one's strength, you know, no false humility, it's good to be aware of one's strength. Ultimately, we shouldn't rely on our strengths, because that's what we can do, right? We can be tempted. So by sharing his strengths, Paul showed that although he was aware of them, he did not rely on them. Okay, so that's what Paul, Paul, we're about to get into that a bit more. But, you know, Paul showed us that it's okay, you know, to say what your strengths are. Um, it's not always prideful. Uh, God wants us to be secure and confident in the gifts that he's given us. Um, and also, moreover, to rejoice because we can use them to build the church. Okay, so for me... I'm a nurse and a teacher. I've got some degrees. I've got a master's in film writing. I ran a theatre group for many years. My job um, has really developed my skills of communication and organisation, which can be helped in the ministry. So I could spend lots of time, right, to boast about these, to spend time talking about these, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be like Paul here. I'm going to go on to part two, which is know your weaknesses. Okay, come on, sis. Okay, know your weaknesses. Okay, so please turn. Well, actually, we're on that page anyway. So um, let's look at verse 29 of the same chapter. Okay, so Paul says, Who is weak and I do not feel weak? Who is led into sin? And I do not inwardly burn. (coughs) And then further on in chapter 12, verse 7 to 10, he says, To keep me from becoming conceited because of these surpassingly great revelations, there was given to me a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, Mm -hmm. for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. It's a very powerful passage. And... um, So just to give you a bit more context here, the Corinthian church thought that the power lay in sharing and talking about their strengths. Mm. Okay, this is what they'd learned from the false teachers. The false teachers would say, look at that Paul. He's not so great. We're better. Okay. You know, but Paul said, "Okay, let me show you where the true power Mm -hmm. is. It's not in sharing about your weaknesses, Mm -hmm. uh, your strengths. Sorry. It's that's not where the power is. The real power is sharing about your weaknesses. Okay? So I'm just going to show you, really, I'm going to extrapolate a little bit from this passage, these passages, what Paul was talking about here. He said he inwardly burned. Sometimes we can gloss over that. Paul was a sinner. 
-hmm. Not just when he was killing Christians. Mm -hmm. He remained a sinner. Mm -hmm. He remained a sinner. He was still tempted. So he would look at Christians being led into sin and he's saying, I feel just like you. Now, I'm not giving into it, but, you know, I have sinful thoughts. I have sinful feelings, you know, sinful attitudes. I'm inwardly burning, you know. So he faced daily temptations, at least in his mind and heart. As I said, he sinned against God. He had ongoing weaknesses that he had to face on a daily basis. He was tormented. Yeah. Satan tormented him. By his sins and weaknesses. He was like dangling his sins and weaknesses before him. So he faced that on a daily basis. But he focused on the grace of God. Because, you know, God didn't take it away. He said, no, you know, I need to be the one, you know, I need, if you want power in your life, you know, you need to remember that you're the weak one here. It's me that's going to help you. So he focused on the grace of God. He fully accepted who he was, that he was weak and a sinner. And as a means of overcoming and having God use him powerfully. So ladies, um, just to share... Sorry, I'm just going to go back. I've got lots of pages here. (laughs) I just want to share a bit about myself now, now we've looked at Paul. In terms of facing uh, weaknesses and sin in my life, a discipling's really helped, and I know there's a few of the talks we've talked about discipling. So I just want to share from my experience on this point. And, um, you know, what's really helped me, um, I mean, I've been a disciple 20 years, but I think some of the power that's come into my life recently has been in recent times, has been through recent discipling. And, um, you know, the Williamsons, I've got to say, have really helped, you know, me, uh, me and James, mm-hmm. uh, my husband, and um, they were super open with us and, and continue to, to be so. And I really, really appreciate that. You know, I hear Michael sharing about his sins from the pulpit. Mm-hmm. You know, Michelle has no problem confessing <laughs> her sins to me. <laughs> and, uh, and, um, <laughs> so it really helped me because it gave me permission to be more open. I don't know if you... That's what I love about Teresa Scott, I've got to say. I said it to her yesterday. Teresa, you give every woman permission to be open because you're so open. It's great. You know, so if some women are a bit nervous about it, just go around Teresa, you'll be open. (laughs) So she's great at that. So um, one thing that was revealed to me in my discipling when I was with, with, with the Williams, when they were discipling us, was my critical tongue. You know, so most of my degrees are in uh, literature, mm. so I'm excellent at describing things, excellent at describing other people's sin, can spot it straight away, can talk about it very eloquently. Mm-hmm. And um, this was very hard for me to admit. I mean, I think Williams has kind of listened week in, week out for a while and kind of just listened in the beginning. But, um, <laughs> you know, it was, it was very hard for me to face it due to my many defences. You know, I'd have a lot of defences. So if I heard the word critical, I'm like, oh, yeah, I've heard that for the last 20 years, you know. Mm-hmm. But I had a lot of defences. So um, I talk a lot about how I'd been sinned against. That was one of my defences. Um, 
And it really sort of stopped me from facing my sin. Um, and how Michelle really helped me was uh, she'd spend time with me over coffee every week and um, <laughs> listen to my criticisms. And uh, this really uh, broke my walls of pride and self-focus, fear, doubt, mistrust, which basically kept my, my criticism going. And it was super hard to face. I'm not saying it's easy. You know, Paul wasn't saying, oh, yeah, I was tormented by Satan, and, you know, I just kind of overcame it. He was pleading. It was hard. You know, so... Um, but anyway... Um, and for me, I don't, I've shared... A few times, I think, I've got... Uh, I was diagnosed with an anxiety disorder, so... When I have hard talks, it takes me three days to get over it. It really does. I'm like, okay, I have to be ready for this. Psych myself up, you know? And then when I have the talk, I'm like, okay, ready, get ready for it. I have like a, like a, a storm in my head and in my heart of anxiety, feeling heightened anxiety, um, feeling weak, feeling angry, feeling depressed. And... Um, you know, but um, I think like Paul, it's like it's it's okay to feel a storm. You know what I mean? I don't. I I go right. I'm gonna feel a storm now. So I go home and and cry a lot so I feel better, and have a sleep and just kind of give myself a few days, pray a bit, and then I'll be I'll be back to normal again. You know. <laughs> so uh, if anyone of you is lucky enough to disciple me, you know, in the future. <laughs> If you notice, I get a bit angry and depressed and weak, and, and just like, okay, it's going to take about three days. That's fine. Resurrection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so other examples. Um, I had an appraisal a few months ago. Like a lot of you who working for the government mm-hmm. have these three month appraisals and one to ones or whatever, yeah. and. Uh, my boss said there was a few people talking behind my back about the way I go on sometimes. And uh, it was a bit embarrassing. And um, I just... But anyway, I was just like... I, I've actually admitted I, I've known her for three years. I've admitted I've got OCD. And I don't really trust when some, think something's been done. I'm like, I'm sure it's not been done. So I get, tend to get on at people. You know, I'm like, you know, a bit harsh. And... Um, Basically, uh, we, we had a bit of a laugh about it, really. And she said, oh, I think I've got OCD as well. But um, basically, um, but I, I really learned from that that uh, I need to trust God with outcomes. If I feel like, oh, she's not really trying hard. I'm trying hard, but she's not. I don't really trust her. You know, I'd be like, well, I don't really have that much evidence. I need to trust God with the outcomes. I don't see all the information right now, but I need to trust God with the outcomes. So that really helps me. And um, I just want to share about some people in the church as well that really helped me to see that God, you know, God works with the weak. Mm-hmm. That's where the power's at. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've got to say, you know, our sister Tiffen, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like, I don't think any woman in this room could have gone to Oxford and been fruitful mm-hmm. like her. Mm-hmm. And I used to disciple her, and she was like, she's always banging on about evangelism now. I mean, just... <laughs> Okay, <laughs> always. And at the minute we get together, she's just like, wants to confess her sin. And yeah. I'm just like, but, you know, she yeah. is super fruitful. She's got a, a spiritual tree. You know, mm-hmm. she's got Coral here and Simone. 
And, um, you know, I think she's a great example. Learn from her. Go to her. Talk to her. She's great. Dapo is another example. You know, I've heard this guy share his weaknesses, even on Facebook, you know. So, um, and that takes takes a lot of courage for a guy. But look at the fruit. He's probably the most fruitful person in the church as a young Christian. He met Kia, who's met her sister, who's met Beatrice... I believe he's had an impact on several men in the church. You know, he's not a leader. That's right. You know, but he's open, he's evangelistic, and he's fruitful. So I'm going to share about a spiritual giant here. And and the only person who would know her, actually, is is Eugenie, who's not here. She's in the East ICOC. Her name is Esther Akinrelli, Nigerian lady, and she's schizophrenic. And she was the most fruitful woman, to my knowledge, in the East. Wow. She met my. She met the man who met the, the no, met the man who met the woman who met the man who met James. Wow. And she met the woman who met me. Wow. You know? So she met. I think she met scores of people. Her spiritual tree was just like she had like a tribe. You know. Wow. So don't be upset if you feel like everyone's smooth around you. They're enjoying the Christian life. You having lots of turbulence, ups and downs, you know, you'll probably end up being more fruitful than the smooth characters, Yeah. you know. So um, another sister I want to share about is Pat and uh, Patricia Fumba. And, uh, you know, she is, when you're in discipling times with Pat, she's very quiet and, uh, you know, Blaze does most of the talking, you know. But And I see that as like, wow, because you can think that's, for me, that's like, oh, my gosh I'd get so bored man if I was I'm not discipling a married couple I'm not there yet but um, I'd be getting so bored if I was just sitting there but you know she's listening and she's helping Blaze you know and I just think that's so strong to yeah. sit there and listen and list she's listing all the issues right she's um, and um, she's supporting her husband because he was able to really minister to me he's like really kind person blaze you know mm-hmm. so uh, daddy thumba so you know yeah. um, he really so he really ministered to me and i'm really just grateful for for pat you know just supporting her husband like that awesome. and um i don't know where i'm at now sorry so we've got great brothers mm-hmm. yeah. amen. amen we've got great brothers you know so um sisters i've, I've shared a lot about weaknesses and sins and they can be often painful they're not something we enjoy or you know um it's like oh i really want to go through this weakness but i you know the point i really want to put out there today whether you're young in the faith or older in the faith is don't don't be surprised just accept it don't be angry just accept it you know um if people people bring things up with you i know it can be very, as a woman, we're more sensitive. You know, for me, I'm super sensitive. So for me, I'm like, my feelings are all like this when someone brings something up with me, you know. But um, just be like, oh, this is normal. Just accept yeah. it. And uh, rely on God. And then we get to see his power. Yeah. So the final, well, actually, I'm, I'm not quite yet at my final point, but I want to talk about character change. Because, you know, my title is The Kingdom is Not a Matter of Talk, but Power. And so far I've been talking about weakness a lot, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, 
But the real power is in the character change. So, you know, character change, God blesses it. And uh, never have I seen so much power in my life since last year. You know, as I said, I was baptized in 92. And from 92 until last year, I'd only, only been sort of responsible for my spiritual tree amounted to six people. Mm-hmm. I'd met five women and one of them met a man. And um, last year, I was responsible for six people, my spiritual tree, in one year. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So that, that's, that's very powerful. You know, God definitely poured it out. And, um, you know, I just want to share about some of the people that came in. You've got Leah, of course. And, you know, I met Leah three, four years ago. And when she first came along, she came along a little while, then she left. And I was texting her, and then she came back. And that was three years of follow-up. Wow. And um, Leah's been able to bring in her family. Yeah. And Antonio was able to bring Ashley. And uh, Paul... I didn't sort of evangelize Paul. Mm-hmm. There was a lady called Mary Chance, or yeah. Chancey, some of you met her. Yeah. And um, I was reaching out to her for a couple of years and texting her. And she was studying the Bible again. But then my, she, uh, at the bottom of my road, we both got off the bus because she lives near Seven Sisters. And uh, Paul was just passing by, and that's how I met Paul. She knows Paul. So he was just a freebie from God, you know. I just said, I just had to open my mouth and say, James, can I have your phone number? And that was it, you know. But that's definitely the power of God. Yeah. Yeah. And um, from coming coming to the end, you know, sisters, um, I think I've missed one of my sheets here. But let's uh, let's turn to John fifteen okay. because this kind of illustrates my point the best through the scriptures. So John fifteen. John 15, 1 to 2, it says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. So, you know, this scripture kind of says it all. You know, there's something in your life that needs to be cut out. You know, it's, it's good to cut it out. You know, because we can be fruitful, we can yeah. save people. Mm-hmm. You know, John 12 talks about, you know, Jesus going to the cross when he's like emotionally upset. He said, I'm troubled. But shall I say, God save me from this hour? He's like, no, glorify your name. Yeah. He's like, let me die so people can be saved. So mm-hmm. it's good to die to ourselves so people can be saved. Mm-hmm. It's good to show our weaknesses so others can be saved. Yeah. So, you know, I want to ex- you to go away. This is kind of the practical. Okay. For you to go away and examine yourselves the way that I've done with myself. I've just given you an example. Think about how you can change. Pick an area in your life. Face your weaknesses. Face up to them. There's nothing to be scared of. In your D times, yeah. in challenges, in your marriages, conflicts with sisters. Mm. You know, face that uncomfortable moment. Get help from others. Yeah. You need it. Yeah. You know, one thing when I got diagnosed in 2001 with OCD, it, it's basically um, given me a life sentence to rely on other people's mm. advice yeah. because I can't trust my own mind anymore because it, mm. it, it basically gives me false messages. So, mm. you know, it's really, really important that we um get help from others it's really you know it's, it's not good not to to be you to 
you know, self-help, for you to just to be advising yourself. Yeah. Get help from others. Mm. And um, it's, it's too hard on your own. And um, the, the things that have helped me in the Bible is doing character studies yeah. and um, topical studies, mm-hmm. so getting on the concordance, getting all the verses out, yeah. you know, uh, looking at talk. That was a big one for me. I like to talk. I like to wrap up the situation. I feel like there's a few loose ends. I need to have the final say here. You know, I know I've got sin, but can I just say something? Can I just finish it off? No. You know, listen to what someone's saying and don't have the final say. Just go, you know. (laughs) And then, you know, if you feel a bit burnt out and you feel like you're not getting much from your Bible, get a book. Mm. You know, I've been looking online recently and there's a book. I hope it's going to be good. I'm going to order it. It's it's talking about, you know, women, the lies that women believe because we're very easily deceived by Satan. So, um, it's talking about all kinds of lies that we fall for. So uh, basically, to finish, the kingdom is not of talk, but of power. So I'm not just talking about just to, just just confess and show your weaknesses. You've got to evangelize, though, right? You know. And if there's any tip for evangelism, I'm not always great at evangelism. I'm not always like super consistent. I try and be. I the only tip I can really give for it is like treat it like prayer. When I'm evangelizing, I'm praying to God. Mm-hmm. So it's my prayer to God. So if I'm just praying, like normal prayer, like Father God, blah, 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 and I'm not evangelizing, then I'm not trusting God. So it always shows me where my trust is at. Mm-hmm. My trust is really weak if I'm just praying and not evangelizing. Mm-hmm. So um, it's part of my spiritual yeah. walk. Mm-hmm. It's part of how I praise God. I'm praising God when I'm evangelizing. Amen. So, um, whether I get contacts or not. That's so, right. um, it's preaching the word. So, basically, know your strengths, first step. Know your weaknesses. Mm. Um, make the character changes. Mm. Die to self and be blessed by God. Okay. It's, it's hard, sisters. I'm not saying it's easy. I've still got my sin. Got to face up to it. Um, but there it is. And I hope... We would like to thank you for listening to that episode of the podcast. If you would like video versions of these episodes, whether it's sermon highlights or interviews, feel free to check us out on our website or view them on our YouTube channel. That's londonchurch.org.uk. That's L-O-N-D-O-N-C-H-U-R-C-H dot org dot UK. And for all other updates and information, whether it's services, events or devotionals you can find all that on our website also once again we'd like to thank you for listening and we'll catch you on the next one